everybody, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend on Spotify or wherever you guys are listening to the podcast. I am the host, Josh Sanchez, and the purpose of Your Spiritual Best Friend is to connect spirituality, mental health, and astrology all in one because it's important for everyone to realize that we are all on our own spiritual journey at the end of the day. So the more we open up, the more we are able to connect with each other and grow as a collective society. So sit back and relax and enjoy your spiritual best friend. Hey everybody and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend. I am your host Josh Sanchez and for today's podcast, it is a solo podcast guys so we're going to have some fun here on this wonderful Tuesday evening. I know I usually record later in the week but since I did not post anything over the weekend, I felt like it's right that I can give you guys a lot of great content for this week's podcast and just giving you guys a heads up. I also have a couple of guests lined up for these next couple episodes. This is episode 90, so I can't believe it's been 90 episodes already of just wonderful content, great guests. As we get closer and closer to 100, we're going to do something special for the podcast as well. But when it comes to today's topics for the podcast, whether you guys are listening live or if you guys are tuning in to the actual recording, which will be posted tomorrow on Wednesday, the 29th, not to worry, but the topics we're going to cover. So the first topic I thought it would be a real special topic. We can get into the definition of family. I feel like I've been having these conversations a lot, whether that's at work or with friends or with family. So that's something right away that is a must for me. I want to, you know, I want to, you know, describe a little bit about that family dynamic and all that stuff. Then our second topic, we're going to get into Aries season because Aries is now, we are now in the middle of Aries season. We're starting to feel like spring is coming if you haven't felt that already. And uh, we're going to talk about the Libra full moon that is coming, I believe, next week. I have to double check on my dates, but I know it's coming very soon. So that's just something to be mindful of. So without further ado, I wanted to really get started with this first topic, which involves defining what family is. I think and I believe through whether that's my personal experience or just through talking with so many people. I think that when we are first introduced to the world, right, like we see our family, we're around our family, right? But depending on our situations, you know, some family members could be real triggers for us. Some family members could bring up anxiety. Some family members are just honestly not good family members that have either abused, hurt, manipulated us. And we can fall into the trap of being our worst enemies or putting the blame of our parents on ourselves. And I think one of the things that we have to realize as a collective or if you've experienced anything personal or you're going through anything with your family, right? We can look as we get older, the goods and the bads of our parents, right? The pros and the cons, the good things we learn about them and the negatives we learn about them. 
But the definition of family, it does not have to be blood. And I think we're taught at a very young age that family is the family that, you know, we have the same genetics. We're blood, right? I know there's been a very big debate on like, you know, like blood versus not blood, right? And it's like, if you're blood, like you're supposed to stick with your family and be with your family all day and all, all night. But if we're around family members that have traumatized us, that have hurt us, that have put us through these situations where just causing just so much trauma, we have to ask ourselves, right? What is my own version of family? And I think one of a very therapeutic conversation that we can have here for this podcast is defining the concept of family. Because family does not have to be blood. I know a lot of people think, and there's a very big argument when it comes to family supposed to be blood and you're supposed to take care of your family. And, and you know, and, and if family members have not done you wrong or, you know, they've been supportive, take care of the family members. But I'm speaking for the people that have been traumatized by their family or do not have a mother or do not have a father in their lives. The finding family for you is going to be different versus the average person that has had two healthy relationships with their parents. And I think for me, I realize that I am very lucky to have both of my parents in my life, although it took a lot of work to get to that point and there was a lot of ups and downs and inconsistencies of seeing them and being around them. One of the things I realized is that family does not have to be blood. It does not. And that was one of the things that helped me accept my situation with my parents because I love them to death now and we're in a lot and we're in a way better position now than when we were in years past. And I thank, I thank the Lord. I thank everybody, you know, regardless of whatever religion belief for me, I thank the Lord for that big time. Because being able to reconnect can be very powerful. But I want to, I want you guys to think about, right? What is your own definition of family? What does family look like for you? Because if we surround ourselves with the people that, you know, make us ourselves and, and help us, you know, grow and are accepting of, accepting of us, then that can be our family. And I think that is something that we need to take away and think about because I think we get so fixated and I'm not saying you individually, but if we think about people as a collective, right, we get so fixated on my mom and my dad and that's it. But we could have a very special uncle. We could have a very special grandparent. We could have a very special friend. We can have a family friend. All it takes is that one person, those couple people in your life that you can go to, that you can trust. And it does not have to be your biological family. It could be a family friend. It could be a best friend. It could be a lover. It could be anybody, right? But the main thing I want you guys to really think about is how do you define family? What does your family look like? What qualities does, what qualities separates the average person from a person being included in your family? 
what separates an acquaintance versus a family member. And that is something that you guys should take some time to think about. I know for myself, that was something that I did some deep reflection on because for me, I'm lucky again, being able to reconnect really has helped me grow and reconnecting with my father and also being there with my mother. It's really helped me elevate myself. But I had to sit and ask myself, what is my own definition of family? And I know for myself, having people that I can trust, having people that I can go to and do, and and don't put my business out there. People where I feel safe around, people that check in on me, people that, you know, just respect me for me. Like I, I like that's those are some things that are some very big qualities. Because when we surround ourselves with that positive energy, people, you know, people checking in on you, people being supportive of you, then you feel safe, you feel connected, and you feel secure with the people around you. And once you're able to do that, then you take the next step into self-actualization, which is the highest self, your higher self. So that is how I wanted to start this first topic what does your own de- what is your own definition of family? Because it's going to be different for everybody. Some people really pride loyalty. Some people really take pride in respect. Some people love communication. Some people love intuition. That definition for you is going to look differently. So that is something I really want you guys to think about. Your definition of family. Think of the experiences you have with your parents. Do you have a good relationship with parents? Have you had to find your outlet elsewhere? Because your parents did not do what they're supposed to do, right? Which is, you know, be your caretakers, be there for you, love you, show you what unconditional love is from the beginning. And... For my people that have grown up in single parent households or have inconsistent relationships with parents, you're not alone. I have been there. I've done that. I've experienced all of the highs and lows between my parents arguing on who's going to take me, you know? So it's like, it's a journey, like anything. And for people that have come from single parent households and for people that know people that have this is this can be something that can be very therapeutic for you is defining what is your own definition of family and surrounding yourselves with the people that fit those qualities, the people that, you know, that can be considered family members. Um, I've had a I've had some wonderful talks running groups and also in my individual individual sessions with a lot of clients that. I've given them that question. And since they've really thought about it and answered, it's really helped them. So let me know how you guys feel. Let me know how you guys think about that. So defining what family means to you. And it does not have to be blood. You do not have to be related to someone to consider them to be a family member. Whether you agree with what I'm saying or disagree, I would love to hear people talk. I would love to hear this discussion. But that concludes the first topic of today's podcast. We're going to transition into airy season and get into that. But again, just overall takeaway from this beginning opening topic. Again, 
what does family look like for you? And I'll put the comment in the show description, the question, so that way you guys can check out all that fun stuff. But we're going to take a quick break here and we're going to transition to some Aries discussion. But you're listening to Your Spiritual Best Friend with your host, Josh Sanchez. Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by Podcash as a collaboration between Racket and Stir. Podcash gave away over $100,000 to up-and-coming podcasters as a way to support insanely creative and inspiring podcasters. We know how difficult it can be to get a podcast off the ground and running, but with Podcash, it's a great way to get cash and best of all, It's all free for your podcast. So if podcasting has been on your to-do list or you're already a podcaster, go to podcast.com to stay up to date with future podcast happenings. That's again, podcast.com, P-O-D-C-A-S-H.com. I hope to see your future podcast. All right, guys, and we are back for our second topic. Thank you guys for your patience. I just wanted to just recap just the first topic before we really transition into our astrology discussion because it's going to be a good one, guys. Just thinking about what family means to you can be so therapeutic. Again, I 10 out of 10 recommend it, defining your own family because it's so, so, so very important. So when it comes to the second topic of today's podcast, I wanted to get into Aries season because I know a couple podcasts ago I introduced Aries season, um, but I just wanted to give you guys just, you know, just some quick rundown on what we might be feeling for this next couple of like for this next month, pretty much as we get ready from Aries to Taurus, which will be in, in like towards the end of April. But without further ado, we'll get started with the Aries discussion. So, Aries energy. I usually during this time period, it's either, I'm going to sound crazy saying this, but I know for myself during this time period, it's usually either an extreme high or an extreme low because Aries is all about self-confidence. Aries is ruled by the planet of Mars. It's the first zodiac sign in in the timeline, right? So if you think about it, Aries, first zodiac sign. If you're the first of something, what are you? You're a winner. You're confident, right? You're a self-starter. You create stuff. You're ready to make a plan and let's get this plan done. And that is all Aries energy. Aries is ruled by the planet of Mars and Mars gardeners, the physical body, ego, confidence, getting stuff done. That is what Aries is all about when they're good. When Aries is rolling, if you have Aries placements, if you have any cardinal placements, 
you will feel this type of energy. This is all the cardinal energy is all about, you know, self-confidence, getting stuff done, being physically active. So just, just something to think about for my, for my Aries, Cancers, Capricorns, and Libras. So that is for, for all my cardinal energy. Um, that is something to really think about. So now that we know what planet is ruled by Aries, now we got to ask ourselves and think, where can we see Aries in our chart, right? Where, you know, because you might not be in Aries, but you might have Aries placements. So once you figure out what your chart is, your natal chart, then you can start to think of, okay, now I know what my natal chart is. Now let's get into the current transit chart and how that can affect us. So just to give you guys a quick update into Aries season, I do know that the new moon in Aries was last week. So what, what that means is new moons are great opportunities to manifest what we need to manifest for this upcoming season and to do some deep reflection, what's working, what's not working. So that way we're getting ready throughout the season. And that was something that happened last week. So that was, if you guys felt that, and I apologize for not, you know, for not posting a podcast last week. I was just very busy. But in the very beginning of Aries season, I believe it was like around like March 21st, March 22nd, around that time period, it was the moon and sun were in the same sign. So it was a great way to start a season, right? Because you get this abundance of confidence. You might have this extra burst of energy to get stuff done. And that is what happened last week. So last week was definitely a very interesting, a very interesting date for Aries season. Some other quick things to know, because we're going to be in Aries season until April 19th. So that's something to really think about as we again after Aries is Tauruses. So Aries, like I mentioned, all about self-confidence, getting stuff done, self-motivators. But the thing that a lot of Aries, and if you have Aries placements and also any other cardinal placements, this is a lesson for you guys to learn. Although it's great to get stuff done and to initiate projects and to go, 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 achieve, achieve, achieve. We have to learn to ground ourselves. We have to learn to be patient with ourselves as we are going through the the journey of life. And there's been plenty of times I noticed because I have Aries placements in my chart and I some a lot of my best friends have Aries placements. If we're so go, go, go oriented, we can lose and act very impulsively and lose some part of ourselves. And that leads me to this next part. If you have a part of your chart that is a detriment in Aries. So for instance, if you are a nighttime child, your your challenging planet will be Saturn. If you're a daytime chart, your challenging planet will be Mars. These planets are meant to challenge you right to make you work on something right and if you have Aries in either Mar in your Mars or if you have Aries in well Aries in Mars is a good placement 
So let me let me rephrase. If you have Aries in like Venus, or if you have an Aries in Saturn, or Aries in Chiron, or any other any of like the bigger planets that are meant to like affect you a little bit deeper underneath the surface. Building your self-confidence is something you're going to have to work on. Because if Aries is the energy of hard work and confidence and go, 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 go getting, physical body, all that stuff. If you have an Aries placement that is in a challenging spot for you, that's something you're going to have to work towards is that self-confidence. In particular, if you have a Chiron in Aries, because Chiron is the wounded healer. This planet is meant to, you know, we all have more our wounds that we need to work on. And if you have a Chiron in Aries, you're working on finding that sense of self, finding that sense of confidence. And I know I've had plenty of guests on here that have had that Chiron. I've actually done a lot of people's charts and that's been something that I've noticed. If you have a Chiron in Aries, not to worry, or if you have a Aries placement, Self-confidence is something that you are working towards if it's in a detriment or challenging position. Not to worry, though, like with any challenges, right? If we work on them and we learn from them, we evolve as people. So we all have challenges in our chart. I'm not going to say I don't want you guys to think that only if you have Aries in these spots. Like, no, that's not the case at all. I'm just highlighting it more because it's Aries season. Just like how if it's Taurus season or if I last month I talked about Pisces season, we talked about Pisces placements and mutual placements. So that's just something for you guys to think about. So if have you guys noticed either with yourself or with people, there's been a more bold energy or a more bluntness in terms of communication or, you know, um, people have been more quicker to go to anger versus being patient. That is what airy season is all about. It's about boldness, putting yourself out there and working on that self-confidence. And with that, there's going to be some problems to that, right? Because if you are very bold, sometimes we can be too bold and that can put us in a lot of messy situations. So when it comes to airy season, I know I missed out on the new moon. So I wanted to highlight the full moon that will be taking place Either later this week or early next week. I'm going to pull up the date now so that way I know for a fact. Give me one second, guys. And here we go. It is going to be on April 6th. So we have some time, right? We have we have plenty of time. Libra, full moon, April 6th. Just like how I talked about, you know, when it's a new moon, the sun and the moon are in the same spot. When it's a full moon, the sun and the moon are in opposition of each other. So Aries is all about putting yourself out there, assertion, self-confidence. Libra is all about finding balance and harmony. So those two energies are going to clash on April 6th. And I have some questions for you guys to think about to self-reflect. So first, we'll start with the Libra full moon, the opportunities this is a time period to forge alliances that can help you pursue your desires. Also using a diplomatic strategy aids in better championing an important cause. The challenges you will face during this full moon. 
A propensity for, com for compromise may stifle the pursuit of your aims. Another one. A partner's needs may cause you to feel overshadowed. Here's some affirmations that you guys could say to yourself once this full moon comes next week. Justice ignites my soul. My value is strong. I am a good partner. I appreciate my own beauty. Some self-care rituals for during this full moon that will be taking place next week. Surrounding yourself with art, hanging out with people, being around your sense of family. Tying back to that first topic, because Libra is all about partnership. You cannot balance the scales by yourself. You need a partner to help balance your scales. Here is the reflection questions that will also be part of this podcast. So there's going to be four pot, four questions for today's podcast. So this is a very deep self-reflection podcast that I've been really looking forward to showing you guys. The first question, how can I fight for a relationship while not abducting my personal needs? The second question, how can I catalyze more beauty in my life? And the last question, do I compromise too much, not enough, or just enough? So those are the three questions again. Number one, how can I fight for a relationship while not abducting my own personal needs? Number two, how can I catalyze more beauty in my life? And the third question, do I compromise too much, not enough, or just enough? So rating your overall sense of compromising on a scale of one to ten and why. So those are the questions. Gave you a little brief overview of the moon coming up, the full moon coming up, and a little bit about Aries season. Let me know how you guys feel in the comments section. If you love the podcast, please subscribe, send it to friends, family, and that concludes the second topic. So when we come back, I'm going to do a live tarot card reading, just asking ourselves what energy are we going to expect for the rest of this week? and all of that fun stuff. So you guys listen to your spiritual best friend with Josh Sanchez. We will be right back. Hey everybody, I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. I just want to give you guys a very special announcement. So starting in the beginning of September, I will be doing astrology chart readings for anybody that is interested in learning a little bit more about themselves and their natal chart. I am not someone that is going to predict the future, but I am someone that is going to give you guidance and really help you process yourself in the present moment, whatever challenges or blocks that you face. But you can click on the link in the show description to schedule a one-on-one -on -one meeting with me where you get your chart read, where it's going to be a very safe space for you guys to open up and share your own journeys, your own anxieties, fears, and I hope that we can both learn something from each other along the way. I do have a confidentiality agreement that, I, that everyone must sign and follow, and prices will vary depending on the income in which you guys 
make. I am someone that is very flexible and knows that we all have certain situations in life that can impact us financially, emotionally, anything pretty much. But it really is just a safe space for everyone to connect, grow, and learn some things about themselves. So again, you can check out that link to schedule a one-on-one call with me, Josh Sanchez, host of Your Spiritual Best Friend. And I hope to see everybody soon and to help you along the way on your own spiritual journey. All right, guys, and we are back for our third and final topic of today's podcast. I hope you guys have enjoyed a lot of wonderful conversations that we discussed. First, we talked about the concept of family and how family does not always have to be blood, you know, to be considered family, right? We, we don't have to be biologically related to someone for them to be considered family to us, right? Our second topic, we talked about airy season, the type of energy we're going to we're going to be expecting over the course of the next couple of weeks. We also talked about the Libra full moon that will be taking place April 6th. So March, mark your calendars. It's going to be a fun season for everybody. Aries is all about, you know, getting stuff done. So we might be feeling that more than usual this month. So without further ado, we're going to get into our tarot card reading. And since it is airy season, my question is going to be, what should I and my podcast listeners expect for the rest of airy season? So I'm, I'm going to split the deck. I'm going to thank my ancestors. Thank you, ancestors, for being you and always giving me the space to do readings for myself, people, and everyone listening. So I'm going to shuffle the deck. I don't know about you guys, but I love hearing the card shuffle. So the question is, what should I and my podcast listeners expect for Aries season? So for the rest of Aries season. So here we go. I'm going to pull three cards and then we'll go from there. And then Next next podcast, we will get into, I'll do more of what should we expect on a weekly basis. So, all right, this card's calling me. There's one. All right, so there's one, two more cards. Okay, two and three. All right, so this is the energy we're going to be expecting for the rest of airy season. So without further ado, here's the first question, the first card. We have three of pentacles. So three of pentacles. So this card is all about teamwork, focus, effort, mastery. Because the pentacles looks like coins, and are often illustrated this way, we often assume they are always associated with finances. Yet, the Three of Pentacles is less about money and more about mastery. It represents studying and apprenticeship and is an encouragement that you are on the right track. You are competent at what you do and you are making process progress. However, the Three of Pentacles card is also a sign of collaborative 
collaborate with others. It teaches you not to ignore the talents of those that surround you and to create synergies to accomplish even greater results. After all, teamwork makes the dream work. So this card is all about teamwork and building up our, our current skills and what we're doing. We're becoming masters at what we're doing, right? So that's something to think about. Next, we got the Eight of Swords. Okay, Eight of Swords. Feeling stuck, unproductive, and hopelessness, man. Okay, so it looks like we're going to get a mixture of highs and lows. So we got, you know, we're going to have this mastery, you know, this acceptance and, you know, just growing in what we're doing in the first card. And then the second one is going to be feeling stuck, unproductive, even hopeless at times. The Eight of Swords in an upright position stands for feeling stuck in a repeated cycle or feeling bound by outside forces. You might feel surrounded by danger, and this could make you hesitant to make a move. A lot of times when we feel trapped in a situation, the emotion we are actually experiencing is fear. What it is that you are afraid of. Could it be a fear of lack of? failure, being alone, or being abandoned, it is important to remember that there is always a way to overcome that that binds you. Whether this is a relationship problem, financial issue, or health declining, you can turn things around. However, you can only fix what you acknowledge. So this card is all about acknowledging what is it that is stressing us out. So like we talked about, right, Aries season is building that self-confidence, right? Well, how can we build that self-confidence? First, we need to acknowledge parts of ourselves that we need to work on, parts of ourselves that we might fear. And once we learn to do that, we can be able to grow and learn from this feeling of being stuck or the fear that we are feeling. And then the last card, we got the, and this is interesting, we got a pentacle, we got swords, and we got cups. So for, for this for this card, we got the eight. And again, the number eight is very signifying here. We have the eight of cups. So this involves abandonment, travel, letting go. The eight of cups represents letting go, walking away, and possibly ending a relationship or connection. Although the future may be uncertain, when you decide to do this, know that it'll be worth it. In the long run, you can't afford to have anyone in your life or on your team that doesn't support you. The Eight of Cups illustrates that you are spending too much time focusing on negativity in your life. As a result, your mental health could be taking a hit. Meditation, seeing a therapist, and online support groups can help you through tough times if you are willing to make yourself a priority. Even if you are the one who has been left, the message here can be positive. The only way to elevate to the next level is to leave the current one. Could a mountain climber ever reach the peak if he refused to take the first step? So these, these three cards, right, we're getting three different energies, right, that we are going to be experiencing for the rest of Aries season. Like I said before, Aries season is all about building that self-confidence, being motivated, being self-starting. And in order to do that, we are going to have to look at parts that we fear, Look at parts or look at people in our life that may no longer service us. In order for us to achieve mastery 
and to take the next step, we need to acknowledge what is present. So the pentacles is all about getting to that mastery level. We're working hard, we're getting there, and we're being successful, we're getting there. And then we got the eight of swords, which is feeling stuck. And we need to learn to build that self-confidence back up. And then we have the eight of cups, which is despair, letting go, letting go of people or the things that are no longer serving, serving us, that are bringing our confidence down. So those are the three cards we got for this reading. Thank you, Ancestors, for another great conversation, another great reading. I appreciate you guys and the insight you guys give to not only myself, but to the listeners as well. And if anyone else is interested in getting their cards read or even their astrology chart read, I do that as my side as like my side practice. So I can also put the link in the show description as well. So that way you guys can book a tarot card reading or schedule an astrology chart reading. I'm fine with doing that. Prices vary depending on your income level. I'm not someone that, you know, charges crazy amounts either. But thank you guys for a wonderful podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed the wonderful content between talking about Aries season, talking about the full moon in Libra, all of the questions, reflection questions we've talked about today, and also the concept of family. I hope you guys stay safe and stay tuned for next week. We're going to get into some... We're going to get into some more mental health and also just some life updates on what the heck is going on in the world. But you guys are listening to your spiritual best friend with your host, Josh Sanchez. Have a great rest of your week and please stay safe.